everyone, and welcome to Dance It Out, the Grey's Anatomy podcast. We're your hosts, Jasmine Petty. And Giuseppe Corallo. Thank you to everyone for joining us. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the two-part season 17 premiere of Grey's Anatomy. Uh, so major spoilers if you haven't seen the episode. Uh, we also might touch on uh, things that happened in the Station 19 uh, season 4 premiere as well. Uh, so spoilers uh, as well there. Um, so let's get started. Um, we're going to start off uh, with a quick uh, recap of the episode. Uh, so here we go. Uh, in the midst of the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, um, Meredith gets a blast from the past. Joe looks for a bridge. Owen and Teddy can't be in the same room together. Uh, Bailey is an icon as always, um, as Intim Perez would say. And uh, all the other characters are desperate for stress relief, if you know what we mean. Uh, so, <laughs> Giuseppe, um, why don't you start us off uh, talking about that that crazy ending? Oh my God, that crazy ending. So they 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 told us, they had warned us that it was going to be jaw-dropping and shocking, but I could have never imagined something like that. I was like shocked, completely shocked. I thought the big ending, I, I thought the big ending was going to be about Meredith, but I thought like Meredith gets COVID. I never thought about Derek returning. What actually surprised me, I have to say, it's not about Derek returning. I think it's more about Patrick Dempsey returning to, <laughs> Gra to Grey's Anatomy, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Because, because we have already seen Derek in, 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 after his death. I mean, for example, in season 13, I remember this episode when Meredith is, uh, finishes a surgery and then as she scraps out, she sees a past image of Derek. So... What surprised me is that this was new footage that mm -hmm. actually Patrick Dempsey had returned to set. <laughs> uh, because, because something, I, I think something, uh, the shock, the, the, I think that was the shocking thing. And in, in a way, uh, it's like the relationship between Meredith and Derek um, is connected to the relationship between Ellen Pompeo and Patrick Dempsey. So, so from what we have read during the past few years, even the past few weeks, it was impossible to think about this reunion. Do you agree? I mean, that seems yeah. crazy to I mean, think about it. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, if you had asked me, I think I can say this for a lot of things that happened in the premiere. If you had asked me a week ago, if I thought that was possible. I would have laughed in your face. Yeah. Like, that's a well, that's a nice idea, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. Um particularly in that, um, I mean, there's been like over the summer during the pandemic, you know, there has been communications like on Twitter and stuff between some of the former actors, um, you know, like Alan Pompeo and Eric Dane. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. Um, we've seen, you know, stuff from, um, oh, like Kate Walsh, who played Addison, um, you know, yeah. Patrick has been a All little the, uh, Yeah, lots of past cast members. Yeah, has, has been a little bit more active, but, you know, um, there was no indication that this was coming. No. And if, if you had said, if you'd walked up to me, um, um, a week ago and said, hey, do you think this is possible? I would have been like, no. Yeah, I think that that, that is the, the shocking part. So that is what actually surprised me. Mm -hmm. Having said that, um, I loved the ending, mm -hmm. but I also am worried about that ending. Yeah. Okay. I'm a big, big Meredith and Derek fan. I mean, as I said in the previous uh, podcast, I they were the biggest draw at the beginning of the show for me. Yeah. And when Derek died, I it was the only time in my viewing experience in which I considered quitting the show. Yeah. So you can imagine uh, how happy I was to see Derek back, uh, back and how excited I am that Derek still plays uh, such a huge part on the show. Uh, so I, I was, I, I loved it. I'm very happy and, and everything. And, and also, um, this is all, uh, to me, it also feels like a callback to what happened to Meredith in season three with the therabot accident, you know, mm -hmm. she, she's in this sort of limbo. And in the yeah. past, she saw her mother, uh, she saw Danny Duquette, she saw her dog. And I think here it's the same situation. She's in this limbo between life and death. Yeah. And I think it, it was very smart from Krista Vernoff and Alan Pompeo to think of this, you know, to, this idea of, of, of romance and levity to, um, to compensate 
the darkness of co or the COVID storyline. So I get that, and that is an, an exciting part. On the other hand, I'm very scared because as Meredith did, I actually grieved Derek. I cried after his death. It was painful, but I moved on. That's not to mean that that I forgot about him because I still love him as a character. Mm -hmm. I, I love his relationship with Meredith. Yeah. But I, I'm afraid that I actually have to grieve him again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's going to be painful because we know that Derek is not going to be um, in every episode of the season. And also, um, what scares me and is, you know, for the past few years, they've been telling us that Meredith needs to move on. And I agree. N Meredith needs to move on. That doesn't mean that she has to forget her past and that is yeah. also why I like her connection with Ace because it's a new connection which actually respects and pays hom an homage to her past. Yeah, I like that. So, yeah, so I think Meredith needs to move on. I think Meredith was starting to move on first with, you know, Nathan Riggs and then with DeLuca, sadly with DeLuca, but anyway, with DeLuca and then with uh, maybe possibly with Ace and now with this surprising shocking return yeah i th i think this pairing which is iconic because no one can ever measure up with meredith and, Gre and derek that that's yeah. not, that's just not possible I and i think i think this reunion is gonna take away from meredith current romantic pairings if you know what i mean and that scares me because I, as I saw, for example, on Twitter and social media, now everybody is talking about Meredith and Derek. Nobody's <laughs> talking about Meredith and Luca or Meredith and Ace. Everybody's just about Meredith and Derek. And I get that. And I also think that is, I, I mean, I'm not really excited about that. And I'm not just, I don't want to rain on this particular parade because as I said, I love Derek. I love Derek and Meredith, but I'm scared. And also, I think that um, I think this was done to let Ellen Pompeo. I mean, I, I it's not just my idea. I read something about uh, an interview with Krista Vernoff at uh, LA Times, and she said that this uh, was necessary to give Ellen Pompeo the opportunity to play without a mask because in all the inside scenes she can't. Um, mm. She has to wear a mask. Yeah. So I think she's going to be sick for a few episodes. And this I think is the beach also... is making a comeback. I don't think they're just showing us the beach one time. I think the beach is making a comeback. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The beach is going to make a comeback for sure. And I also am afraid that while the beach, the beach makes a comeback, uh, Meredith is going to be sick for a few episodes. And I don't love that because I would have loved to see Meredith uh, like interact with Ace, for example, and yeah. flirt and being flirty with Mary. So this scares me. So it's not like I, I didn't love it because I loved it, but I'm also in a mood where uh, I'm ready for Meredith's next chapter. And yeah. so I think that this moment a little bit detracts from her future. But again, loved it. Shocking. It was. <laughs> it was just amazing. Yeah. yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I agree with you on some of those points. I, again, I was totally shocking, shocked. I, um, uh, I turned, you know, the social media off on my phone. And so I haven't, I didn't see anything for 48 hours. So I completely, I was completely surprised by the entire episode. I saw nothing. Um, <laughs> I was completely 100% shocked. My, my best friend, we, that I watch with, we watch every Friday. Um, she accidentally saw the spoiler about Derek on TikTok. And okay. so she, she was she was nice and, and she didn't tell me, but she she texted me part way through the day and said, "This day is so hard, like our work day." She's like, "The work day is so hard because all I want to do is 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 watch the Grey's episode, and I'm not gonna tell yeah. you what it is, but there's a spoiler that I saw." And she sent me that little emoji of like the little the exploding head emoji of like your mind being blown, and she's like, and then when she came over after work, um. I, like when she was just, she wouldn't tell me what it was because I asked her not to but she was like they, like they wrote articles about this and I'm thinking okay one of the one of the pages must get COVID that was my thought and yeah. then 
we, it was actually funny. So my, um, we're watching and we've got 15, I think we had like 10, 15 minutes left of the episode. And uh, my friend uh, Clinton, who we're going to have on the podcast in a few weeks, who's also a Grace fan. Yay. Yay. Can wait. Yes. Um, he calls me. And so I paused and Amy is like, is it really important? I was like, well, he's calling me from BC. Like, I, I want to make sure there isn't something wrong. Um, because I was worried that, you know, with COVID, like, did he have COVID? Did his partner have COVID? Like, I was, I was worried. Yeah. So I picked up, I was like, hey, Clinton, is everything okay? Like, are you all right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I just finished watching Grey's. Uh, he's three hours, <laughs> there's three hour time difference between us. And he said, I just finished watching Grey's. And I have talked to somebody about it. And I said, okay, we're, we've got like the last 15 minutes. Can I call you back? And he's like, yeah, 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 go ahead. You haven't seen it yet? And I'm like, no, no, we're like, we've, we're just watching it. So I hung up the phone and we watched the last 15 minutes and we got, like, we're watching and watching. And Amy's like, you have to, like, you have to see this ending. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I get to, and we, like, we got, I think we got 10 minutes in and I'm staring at my screen being like, this is entertaining. But I was like, there's nothing really shocking here. Like, I'm like, what am I supposed to be looking yeah. at? And the last, like, those last, like, five minutes where you find out you Hayes runs to Meredith. She's collapsed in the parking lot. Derek appears. It zooms in on him. I was like, what the actual hell? Um, yeah, never, yeah. never in a million years did I, I ever imagine that would happen. If you'd asked me that last week, I would have said, no way. There's no way that yeah. would ever happen. Um, I, I mean, I can't even, I can't, I can't remember the last time I was so shocked by this show. Yeah. I, I really can't. Yeah, and I I want to just say that I think this might be my favorite premiere ever. Like it's definitely up there. Oh really? Yeah, like it's it's. I was like, I ha that's I can't a remember. bold statement. That's a really bold statement. Because I can't remember the last time I sat down and watched something and was on the edge of my seat or completely shocked by every second of it. Um, like stuff that yeah. I said, you know, when people also I would like to formally apologize to all of my friends who are listening to this podcast, who wrote me messages and we were messaging back and forth over the last few weeks about potential <laughs> things. And I was like, no way, Jose, it's never going to happen. <laughs> and I was completely 100% wrong. And you were right. Good on you for catching for thinking that might be a thing because I didn't. I nope. Um, but did you like this? I mean, I mean, I yeah. know that you're a big Meredith and Derek Shipper as well. Yes. I, what do you think about it? I did. I did like it. Um, backing, like, not backing, but um, going off of what you said, um, I like the beach. I like. I also felt like there was a good callback to seasons from early seasons where you have when Izzy gets sick with cancer and hallucinates. Her and Denny oh, yeah. on a beach, and she oh, talks yes, about how yeah. her and Alex would make beautiful children. And yes. there's also that scene. I don't remember the context, but it's um, Arizona after she loses her leg. She's having a fantasy where her and Callie are on a beach. Yeah, um, right. And so I thought that was a good callback to those kind of beach sequences. Um, I love that. Um, um, and this is a real beach because in, the, in, those scene, in those scenes, the <laughs> beach was fake and you yes. could tell this is a real beach. This is a real beach. Um, so that helped. Um, and I just want to say in terms of the way they set that up, when the episode started and... Um, um, you had Meredith's voiceover and you had the camera zoom down from the pier, that long walkway to where Meredith was sitting on the beach. Um, yeah. I, I, I had two initial thoughts. One was it felt to me also like a callback to those scenes, the episode after Derek dies, where yeah. she goes and yeah. sits on the beach in San Diego. Yeah. And she's watching her kids play and she's thinking back to moments with Derek, moments with her mother. Um, great callback there. And second yeah. thing was when that opening sequence started in her voiceover, I remember watching it thinking, there's something off about this scene because the pier's too long. Like the walkway, it's it's yeah. too long. There's something, and I'm sure that does exist somewhere. It just it just something about the way the shot was done struck me. I was like, there's something, there's something amiss here, but I don't, I can't quite tell what it is. And so when they came back to that at the end, I was like, oh, okay, it's a dream sequence of some kind. And then Derek appeared and I was like, Holy bejesus. Um, and I also want to say that I like your idea about, you know, like it, she's probably, um, that, that that they might do, do callbacks, you know, to the scenes with, with her mother and Nettie Duquette and the bomb guy, um, that if she's probably going to be sick for a while. Um, I had a thought today, which is that, oh my God, I'm gonna make myself cry. Um, but <laughs> I had a thought that what if, like, what if, because in the promo for the next episode, we see her coding or it's presumed yeah. that she's coding. What if, okay, hear me out. What if she's coding and, you know, obviously they're going to do more with the beach. 
but what if they have her code and the elevator doors open and we get a reprise of that scene? Oh my God. With her mother and she tells her that she's extraordinary. I'm making I, I think, oh, no, no, my like, God, that, that would be so a bit, And I think it's a possibility because you know what? I think, okay, I'm going to say something which might sound crazy, but I think we're going to see George as well. This I want, I want to, I still want a On, George cameo. Can George come to the beach? I think George will come to the beach. Yeah, I think he will actually come to the beach. I I think he will, Jasmine. We we have to get prepared because it will happen. I mean, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. George is going to come into the beach. It's going to be a crazy moment, but I think it's going to happen. Do you see how how, how close Ellen Pompeo and TR Knight are in real life? And this beach. And what I like about this beach motif is that it really allows to past cast members to come back yes. and to have meaningful conversation with Meredith so I'm, yeah. I'm gonna say it yeah I think George is gonna make a comeback I think Alice is gonna make a comeback and yes. I think it's gonna be really emotional this really feels like the last season because how can they top this that's my thing is like if if there's gonna be another season I can see them doing like a half season to wrap yeah. something up but not a full season because nothing is like I'm sorry but no no season premiere that they do is going to yeah. top this one. Like it's impossible. nothing they could come after it could possibly top that, in my opinion. Yeah, but, yeah, I agree. That's not possible. That's not possible. Mm-mm. And what do you think about what I, about the, um, what I said about the pairings, the Meredith and the Luca, Meredith and I, about the fact that these, you know, com- coming back from that, from Derek <laughs> might actually detract attention yeah. from those storylines. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I, I could I, I could see it going that way, but I could also see it going. Um, uh, so my my best friend Amy that I watch with has a, had a good theory about this that she said I could share, which is that um, she feels that Hayes being the one to find Meredith at the end is very significant. Yeah. Uh, she's yes. a Meredith and Hayes fan as well, um, and uh, she also was a Meredith and, Meredith and Derek fan. And the fact that he's calling out to her and he's like, "Stay with me, Gray." He's calling out to her, and they transition that vocally into Mer- Derek calling out for her. Um, yeah, that that's significant, and that um, she has a theory where she's wondering if the next the next beach scene we see with Meredith and Derek, part of their conversation is going to be Derek saying it's okay to move on, it's okay yeah. to to move on with your life in a similar way to how Abigail said that to to Hayes DeCormick in the conference episode that we saw the flashbacks. Um, kind of saying it's okay for you to fall in love again. It's okay for you to move on. Um, and so while I definitely, I see what you're saying and they could go that route. I also think they could use Derek as a, as a mechanism in a way to allow Meredith to open her, not open herself up because she's done that, but to move forward. They could use it as a yeah. springboard if they wanted yeah. to, they could go. And they're such great actors. Both of them are such great actors, Patrick Dempsey, Mel and Pompeo. They could take that any route yeah. they wanted and they'd act the hell out of it. Um, they always had an amazing chemistry. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, it does kind of detract, I think, in this episode and for the next few, probably, you know, Meredith and Derek are going to be the focus, um, which I was, you know, not expecting. I was hoping for Meredith and Hayes moments because um, because of the promo. <laughs> I, that I, I, can, can you hear yourself? Because, <laughs> I, I mean, it sound, no, you sound crazy, but it's actually true. Ma- this is 2020 and Meredith and Derek are going to be the focus of Grey's Anatomy, the main couple. I mean, the main couple is that crazy. <laughs> you sound crazy, but you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah and so- I think you're right. And I think you're right that Derek might actually serve as, um, as a way for Meredith mm-hmm. to open herself up, even if she has already opened herself up. Uh, let's hope that this happened with Ace. <laughs> yes, that, that, that would be my hope too. Um, and uh, yeah, because I feel that something I, I did kind of catch too, that when I was thinking about it after I saw the episode was that, um, I mean, with Meredith's relationships, every relationship we've seen her in up till now, post Derek, she has been extremely reluctant you know, these yeah. people the badger her for dates, which I think is partially Meredith not being ready and also the actors resenting the situation she was put in, which I think are both equally valid. Um, I do, we've really seen that reluctance. And one thing I like about the potential of Hayes is he's the first 
uh, potential love interest to me that um, you see, you don't see that reluctance with, you see an openness between them. You see, yes. um, you know, he asks her out, she says, yes, but not right now. I'm tired. You know, in this episode, we see him text her, you know, do you want to have a drink in my office? Just kind of relax. Yeah. And she doesn't get a chance to respond because she decides to go home and sleep. Um, and then he finds her, her passed out. Um, uh, but we see um, um, uh, an openness, a willingness there. Um, yeah where we saw a reluctance before. So I think he's the first love interest to me that has the potential for them to have an, an open, um, a kind of a, an openness there and for her to actually lean into it where it didn't before. So I would love to see that. Um, but- uh, Can I say something about that? I mean, a, a few days ago we were talking, I, I remember, and you told me what I really love about Meredith and Days is the fact they that it's like they bump into each other. Mm-hmm. It's like they don't, they are not looking for each other. I mean, in a way they are, but it's like fate, like they bump into yeah. each other. And they're all like the way. happens when you're not looking for it, that kind of thing. Yeah, and that also is the happens at the beginning of episode two uh, of this season, of season 17, yes. when she found him um, asleep. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a nice scene, and I wanted to say about that scene that I think it's, it might be like a full circle with the ending, because at the beginning, Meredith um, wakes Ace up mm-hmm. and he tells her that he was actually dreaming of a field, of a peaceful place. But in this field, there were actually dead bodies. Mm-hmm. And she's surprised that he wants to stay there in a peaceful place with dead bodies. And in a way, at the end, Meredith is in a peaceful place and she, I mean, I don't want to say with a dead body, but with a dead dead person, person. with a dead person. Yeah, yeah, with a dead person. And she wants to stay there. Yeah, she wants to stay there. I mean, it's there. So I think that it might be a little bit, as you said, when when Ace finds Meredith, he says, stay with me, Grace, stay with me. And I think that's going to be, I mean, I hope so. I think that's important because, you know, what, the reason why we love Grey's Anatomy and the reason why we have been watching all these years mm-hmm. is because, I, I mean, to me, the main lesson, if we want to call it a lesson, is that life goes on. No matter what happens, yes. life is more powerful. Yeah, life and with love, the, as Amelia would say. Yes, yes, exactly. And I think that's really important. So when he says, stay with me, it means stay in this life, stay in the present, yeah. and I can't wait for that. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited as well. Um, like you, I I was hoping based on the promo pics and and the selfie that now might be like the first selfie that we got of the season. Yeah. Um, what a world we live in. The first selfie of the season. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, what a time. Um, you know, they it was all it was was a Meredith and Hayes selfie. It was, you know, all the prolifics. I was expecting more romance, more flirtiness there. Them, they, they did treat a patient. Yeah. I was expecting uh, fuller scenes, um, and so it was a bit surprised. You know, we didn't see him at all in the first episode. Uh, we did see Hayes obviously in the second episode. Um, their scenes were very brief, and I was expecting, I was hoping and expecting more from that. But at the same time, I like. It felt to me kind of like a byproduct of the fact that, like, okay, Hayes didn't film, wasn't filming episode, what was supposed to be episode 22 from last season. So they they couldn't flash back with him. And then, you know, I I don't know. To me, it felt more of a byproduct of, like, COVID and filming shutting down. So I'm hoping that starting with episode three, which should be the next one, um, where that is no longer the case and, like, they're they're just moving forward with the new footage they've shot. that we will see fuller scenes. They will both be equally present. Um, that would make my heart happy. Um, and I, I do want to say that, you know, the scenes were brief. Like you said, we did get uh, some great scenes, some potential foreshadowing. Um, the scenes we did get, we, you know, um, are very telling. We get more information about, um, we find out that Meredith is quarantining away from her kids. Um, yeah. We find out that Hayes is too. We find out, um, you know, we learn more about his past. He makes that joke about um, hopping an electric fence. Oh yeah, right. I want to. I want to know that story. I want to know that story too. Um, yeah. I, you know, we learn. Um, 
you know, we, we see that camaraderie we, we, and we see that same dynamic that I loved from last season where, you know, they seek each other out around the hospital. They're there for each other. They support each other. Um, we also get some, um, just in like passing dialogue, we learn more about Hayes' character. Meredith comments when he goes back up the stairs after he wakes up, she says, oh, your, your mask looks like it's falling apart. Yeah. He says, yeah. oh, I gave my, my new good one to a nurse who needed it more oh. than I did. Like he just selfless, like he thinks nothing of being that self selfless. And yeah. Meredith is that kind of person too. And I love that they, in those little moments, they establish that because, um, yeah, I don't know. Like she deserves someone who, who feels the same way that she does. And I mean, her past love and just, I mean, obviously, you know, good doctors, good surgeons, um, cared about their patients, but that those little kind of like, well, of course I did that. Like, well, of course that selflessness, um, is just was very touching to me and yeah. uh I, I love the moments that we did get that I'll, I'll that's yeah I'll say that yeah yeah they were great they were completely great I completely agree with you yeah okay um so I think we should talk about next um how the show handled uh COVID and yeah um, maybe what your thoughts are on that because uh, I was worried about how they handled it. I know you were worried about how they were going to handle it yeah yeah of course well uh have they said many times covid is number one on the call sheet this season so i was scared how, how they will actually handle it and i have to say that they did a great job i mean i actually uh, i watched some scenes from another medical show the good doctor which airs on abc as well because i was curious to see how medical dramas were approaching this theme uh and I didn't like The Good Doctor because it wasn't realistic, because it was, because The Good Doctor was about facts. There were patients and they, oh my God, he has this, this, this. And Grey's Anatomy, I think, did something really interesting in these two episodes. I mean, Jasmine, think about it. We didn't actually see any patient storyline related to COVID. Mm. In episode one, the, the, the two cases are the burn victim and the, the Lucas patient from last season, the, um, um, you know, the one who, yeah, exactly. And, and I think that was very, very smart. It was a smart move because the only way we heard about COVID was how it was affecting people. And I think it was an emotional storyline that Meredith had in the first episode where she kept calling the, the relatives of the deceased uh, over deceased patients. And I think that actually showed us how big and how, how awful this situation is without eating us too hard, but just letting us feel the emotion, you know? It was not about just, you know, stating symptoms. It was about the human side. And I thought that was very interesting. And I also think that they did this because Meredith is going to be the patient next episode. So I think we're yeah. going to see all, all the symptoms, all that part of the storyline in next episode. So I, I, again, I think that was very, very interesting. And also um, the, the fact that they decided to have Meredith really handle, I mean, everybody handled, uh, um, approached COVID in this, of course, in this season opener. But Meredith was the most affected because she was in the COVID ward unity with the Luca. And I think that was very smart because she's the leading lady of the show. And she's the one who also carries, to me at least, emotionally the show. She's the anchor of the show. Yeah. And uh, so just at that point, um, I really felt that her, like when she collapses at the end and the implication there is that she's contracted it. I thought that yeah. was the most point this can happen to anyone that they could have possibly done and for such a real life yeah issue i i thought that was really well done because when this first started people were saying oh it's only affecting old people it's not affecting young people and we now know it can hit anybody and i just thought it never would have occurred to me for them to do that before but now i'm like yeah this is the ultimate it could happen to anyone so i thought that was well done yeah yeah that was well done and 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 for it to be Meredith, because it wasn't Jackson, you know, it wasn't Joe, it was Meredith. Meredith, who, who, who in these past few years uh, has really won, uh, won everything, you know? Yeah. She's always on top of things. She, mm -hmm. She's she's a soldier. She, she's great. She's this superhero. Mm -hmm. So 
I think that's interesting. And I, I, I'm not saying that I like the Meredith COVID. Of course, I didn't, because yeah. as I said at the beginning of the podcast, this actually leaves the flirting part out of uh, from her storyline. Yeah. But I think, as I said, that it really um, underlines how COVID can be insidious and yes. and and tremendous, and also. Um, my favorite scene of the epi- of the two hour, I mean, maybe of the first episode was when she loses her shit in the closet. Yeah, room. I like yeah, that. That was, yeah, that was very powerful. And Ellen Pompeo did a great job. She was in full PPE, PPE and still she was incredible. She was incredible. After all these years, we're so with her, next to her, crying with her. And yeah. all this pain that she feels. So that was my, I think that was my favorite scene of the premiere. And yeah, and, and haven't had seen her, we haven't seen her had a, a breakdown like that in quite some time. And yeah. the last one that I can remember that stood out to me was when she breaks down after Derek dies. Yes, so, I think that, I think her last breakdown is in the closet, is in that moment at the end of season 11, mm-hmm. after, after she talks, I mean, after Amelia accuses her of not having told her that uh, her, yeah. uh, her, her brother was dying and then i think the last breakdown of meredith was during the dinner party then oh, yeah when punish goes up yeah 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 so so to see meredith so vulnerable again mm-hmm. so i think i think that's in a strange way the strength of meredith gray yeah. To be so vulnerable, to be so affected by things, by horrible yeah, things. Yeah, so human, yeah. Yeah, so human. And I think that is the reason, the main reason at least, uh, why we keep watching every week or mm-hmm. why this show has lasted so long and who knows how long it's going to yeah, continue and, to go on. And, and, and to bring back to your original point where you're talking about how much we want to see George on that beach, I was thinking about, there's, this, there's that quote that he says to Thatcher in the earlier seasons when he shows up and he makes that big speech about Meredith and, you know, if, um, you know, she doesn't smile very often, but when you do, it's like the sun lighting up and she cares so much. Mm. And Derek says, I can't remember who he says this to, but he says, you know, if she has a flaw, or I think it might be the social worker when they're losing Zola, um, you know, if she has a flaw is that she cares oh, yeah, yeah. too much and how she can come across as very cold and very hardened because of the trauma that she has been through since childhood. But at her core, she is someone that cares very, very deeply for others, her friends, her loved ones, her patients. Um, you know, as other for other characters, I feel like as they've lost people, those became those patients, every patient becomes that person for them. But for Meredith, from the time she starts on the show, you know, from the time that we the, the show opens, she feels that way for her patients every day, all the yeah. time, from the time she is an intern, she cares that much. Yeah. And um, I thought that this illustrated really beautifully. Um, you know, she gives the order to Schmidt and she just fucking loses it. And I thought they, she did a great job. And I thought they really illustrated that really beautifully. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. And that what you're saying that she cares too much is also what she says about the Luca, but we'll get there. And yeah, what I also found interesting about the COVID storyline is that, and I think that was smart as well, is that we got into this new hospital because it is a new hospital, it yes. is a new world through the eyes of Richard. Yes. And I think that was super, super smart because mm-hmm. we get uh, we get introduced to this new world, what's happening to these new areas and how people are holding up. And, and I think that that was interesting. And I think that Bailey Richard interaction was a a great part of the premiere and do you agree with that yeah absolutely about Bailey Richard yes I I loved I, I think the Bailey Richard scenes were probably one of my favorite parts of of the premiere um I've always loved their relationship um I love too that they brought back the the humor that like Bailey and Richard had some of the best lines they oh, yeah they had some real zingers um <laughs> I love that they they brought back the humor and to me it felt like a callback in some ways to that scene from an earlier season where Richard I think this happens twice 
might happen three times actually where there's one where Richard makes a big speech to Bailey about like how basically how dare you walk away from this this residency or this fellowship and she looks at him mm -hmm. she's like I'm pregnant you idiot I'm not quitting yeah. I'm, I'm going on that leave um and then there's another one later on where um you know she's oh I think she she wants to switch specialties at one point and Richard makes that big speech about like you know, I trained you, and she's like, you don't get to pour your hopes and dreams into me, and it's interrupted because Mark and Derek get into a fist fight. Um, but I, I, I love kind of it felt like a call back to me in that you know, like Richard's all like, I trained you, and Bailey's like, yeah, I'm good at my job because you trained me. We have to do this differently yeah. now. It's about safety. We can't, you know, we can't do what we did before. I wish we could, and I, I love that touching moment where he's like, I will find no peace. I will find no peace at home. This that Grace Sloan for him is his longest, most successful relationship. He will not find peace at home. She's like, I know, he's like, I know you're worried, Bailey, but I have to do this and we have to find a way to do it safely. And I love that that what comes out of that is his inspiration to use the um, the purple sanitizing machine to sanitize yeah. the mask. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. yeah, I love that. And um, I love that exchange of Bailey being like, you've earned the right to rest. He's so worried because he's high risk. In reality, you know, someone of Richard's age and, you know, with his, um, the fact that how many surgeries he's had would put him at risk, higher risk. But his point is, I can't just sit at home while my people suffer and while patients are dying, I have to be here. His inspiration is let's find a way to do this safely. And I love them coming together. And yeah, that, that was beautiful. And I also really loved, I didn't expect this, but the fact that Catherine was like, I was wrong, at the end of there was like, um, I was wrong, um, you were right, I am sorry. Um, she fires Karasik, gives Richard the Chief of Chief's job because everyone hated Karasik and resented the heck out of him for that. Um, yeah. Because Catherine was on a power trip, but I think Richard will actually shine in that role because- Well, can I say something actually? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I want to say something about the machine to disinfect the place. Mm -hmm. I love the line when Bailey says, oh, you know, I used to go see babies. Now I can't see her. <laughs> I thought that was super How I watched funny. the machine? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I mean, that was super funny. And the other thing that you were saying about Catherine and Richard, you, you were saying that, you know, Catherine and Catherine apologized. And yes, she did. But she is the same person. Mm -hmm. I mean, why did she have to, you know, uh, humiliate Tom Karasik in that way? And why does Richard forgive her so easily just because now he's the chief of chiefs? Uh, I really don't get it. I mean, that person is still that person. And she's yeah. showing you in that moment that when you're in a good crisis, everything is fine. But when you're not, she just treats you horribly. And yeah. I really cannot be behind those two i'm sorry i really can't stand Catherine. i'm sorry i i, I know i and i again this this premiere changed everything for me almost everything <laughs> um i part of this episode like i said our last uh, our last podcast um you know i was really hoping they would formally they would decide to divorce and formally separate because i just felt that was the only way richard and Catherine were going to find peace um that being said i really liked the um uh, i love the scenes between jackson and richard I love their heart to hearts. I loved the scene with Maggie and Catherine where they they were screaming and how that should be required. And um, <laughs> I, I I really thought that was a well done scene. Um, I love that Maggie stood up for Richard. Um, yeah. And I really I thought the re the reconciliation between Catherine and Richard was very sweet. Um, again, like I'm not I'm not super invested in that couple. Um, you know. So on the one hand, I was like, yeah, I agree. Like it's one of those things, and when when someone shows you who they are believe them i believe that 100 in life fictional or real yeah. um but at the same time you know i think i felt like from richard Catherine's perspective was like i am sorry i was wrong i felt like richard's perspective was you know i i know who you are that like he knew i think he knew those things about her when he married her and so it felt like for richard it was like well i knew who you were when we got involved um, I love you. And if, you know, he knows, he knows who he married basically. Um, so while I, you know, I, I was hoping they would, they would go their separate ways. Um, I'm also fine with, with them choosing to reconcile. Um, and honestly, in a big way, I, I feel that way for, for a lot of characters where I'm like, you know, coming to the season, I'm fine. If you guys separate permanently, I'm fine. If you, you get back together, 
Um, with the exception of, I want Meredith and Hayes to, 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 to develop a romantic relationship. And I yeah. want to see that ship sail. I want to see the ship go. But, but, but there is also Meredith and Luca on the yeah. other end. They were two big protagonists of this season premiere, you have to admit. So you know that I'm not a Luca fan. Yeah. This might be my least favorite storyline ever in the entire series. Yeah. Because I'm too invested in Meredith Grey to see her paired up with the Luca. Yeah. But I I have to admit that in the season premiere, they shared some good moments. Mm-hmm. Either when she told him that he cares too much about people, that his, his illness, illness is not... Um, is not a bad thing. I mean, yes, it is a bad thing, of course, but you know that it can be also a strength. And the look I was very, there was this tender moment when he said, all my life, there was one thing that I didn't want, that I kept telling myself, don't be like my dad. Mm-hmm. I think that was very emotional. Yeah. Um, so the scene with him, uh, Karina, and, and Meredith were really great. And I have to say that if they decide to remain friends, as the ending yeah. of episode two seems to suggest, I would be okay with that. Yes. Yeah, I would love yeah. yeah, I would love yeah. the two of them as friends. Yeah. But I think that ending does not imply that. I think when she says, So that's who I am to you now, I don't know, it felt more romantic. Then. See, I didn't. I didn't get that vibe from it though. I got the oh. the vibe I kind of got there was, um, and you can tell me your thoughts on this in a sec. But the vibe I got there was, you know, he was saying, you know, she's like, oh, I'm we're friends now, and he was like, you saved my life, you know, whatever you want us to be, we're friends or colleagues, whatever. To me, I thought that was a callback to the fact that, like, you know, they were never friends or colleagues before they started dating. They were two mm-hmm. people who happened to work together who dated and then broke up. I thought to me that's what that callback felt like. Yeah. That's kind of the vibe I got from it. Well, I actually didn't get this vibe. I Meredith was surprised to be called friend. And the vibe that I got is there are still many things unresolved between the two of between the two of them, mm-hmm. romantically speaking. And also you cannot forget about that scene in the closet uh, room. Because in that scene, Meredith is really, really worried about him and his whereabouts. Yeah. And he seems, she seems worried about him, yeah. not just as a friend, but as someone who's, who feels something towards yeah. him. But I know, to me that, I, again, I, again, people see things differently. I, I, my interpretation of that was, you know, she was pissed at him because he wasn't picking up his phone. And because, and again, I think this was something that I felt throughout the storyline where they dated was, you know, multiple times both characters say to each other during seasons 15 and 16, if you think that's true, you don't really know me. And what pissed me off about that storyline was they kept saying that. And I'm like, yeah, because I haven't taken the time to get to know each other. Can they just break up already? We've established this. Let's move on. Um, yeah. But to me, my viewpoint was if DeLuca doesn't understand the concept that him not picking up his phone freaks her out because the last time someone didn't pick up their phone like that, somebody either like moved to Kansas, died, she was in a plane crash, they didn't find her, like Lexi and Mark died. Yeah. That's to me, that was that's why she's freaked. Or like, you know, Amelia convinced her not to call the the police about Derek and he wound up dead. Um, and then was horrible to, to her after that. So to me, that's why she freaked, and I got that. The fact that DeLuca either A doesn't know that. Or was so caught up in his own crap that it didn't occur to him that like, hey, he might be scaring the crap out of her. Um, to me, that kind of felt like that's that's why she was freaked out. And the minute she realized, oh, you're fine. You were just so caught up in your own crap. You couldn't be bothered to respond to me. She tells him like, you know, clean this up and walks out. She's like, you're fine. OK, then we're done here. And that that to me more felt like her being like, oh, OK, you're fine. All right. Well, now I'm pissed at you because you could have just texted me back. Um, so that's kind of how. Yeah. I, I, I kind of saw that, although I do, I do get what you're saying. I mean, I think, I'm sorry to say this, because as I told you, uh, I don't really like the two of them together, but I think this storyline is far from finished. I hope um, it is. What, sorry? I, said, I hope it is. <laughs> no, I, I, I hope too, but it, 
it's not it's not i mean it's going to continue so i'm very curious to see how deluca will react to meredith almost dying and how meredith will react to all this that that is something that i'm very curious about mm-hmm. but there was one couple this episode mm-hmm. that i know that you were shocked i mean everybody was shocked actually you want to talk uh, about yeah. that? About the shocking couple of the premiere? Yes, Joe and Jackson. Um, yes. Oh my yeah. God. Uh, um, yeah, I, again, I, I'd heard other, had people say this to me, like message, when I was messaging back and forth with other fans in the leagues, when you have this, you're like, oh, what about Joe and Jackson? And, you know, you and I talked about this saying, you know, well, they got to, they got to pair, you know, they, they got to pair Joe and Jackson up with somebody because they're now yeah. both single or is Jackson getting back with Vic or, you know, where's, where's Joe gonna, what's going on with Joe because Alex has left. Um, what's happening? And I said, uh, last episode, I, I, I said, oh, they're going to pair Joe with DeLuca because they have to pair it up with someone. Yeah. But I didn't expect Joe and Jackson. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad they didn't go that route because, um, yeah, with everything that happened. Um, no, that would have been perfect, Jasmine, because in this way, Deluca would be would have been out of the picture from her life. So I really hope that. Yeah, I I mean anything that gets him away from her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. So yeah, I was surprised by Joe and Jackson because when people brought that up, I I thought that was ridiculous when people brought up this idea prior to this because for two reasons. One. The characters have never shared um, many scenes together and aren't that close. And uh, two, the whole thing with Harriet, you know, um, uh, like I said last episode, um, you know, uh, the fact that Jackson's single parent with Harriet was never addressed, uh, was, it was yeah. addressed as part of Vic and Jackson's breakup. It was never addressed with Maggie. Um, Joe's been lukewarm on the idea of having kids. So I thought that that was kind of a stupid idea because I'm like, well, that would be kind of odd. But yeah. however, I thought it was interesting. So first of all, we get to see Harriet in this episode for the first yep. time in quite some time. Um, they they do it as they use a, a flashback to show us that, you know, Vic basically Vic shows up, Vic from Station 19 shows up for a booty call wearing only a puffy coat and Jackson is holding his child. And she's like, I'm not here to be a parent. And he's like, okay then. And that's the end of that. Um, and it was part of their initial break, initial breakup. Um, like I said, Joe's been looking over the idea of, of, of having kids. Um, and so if they were going to jump into Joe and Jackson right now, um, I'd be like, yeah, that makes no sense. But I felt like with the setup they gave us at the end of, you know, with the end of, end of these episodes, um, you know, the fact that they did a fake out where, you know, oh, it looks like they were going to hook up. And then she wound up crying because she wasn't ready. <laughs> I feel like they're going to go back to being friends for a bit. And then they're going to pick this up again, like the thread of that up again in the second half of the season that they're going to build to it. And if they build to it over time and they have those conversations about like, Hey, I have a child. Um, how do you feel about ch-? Like if they have those conversations, then I think I, like, I think I could be okay with it. I think I could get behind the couple, which I never thought yeah. I would say. Well, I'm actually behind it. You know why? Because I, I think, I think Camilla Ladington plays, uh, who plays Joe, the actress who plays Joe is actually very good at, Comedic, uh, co- comedic time, mm-hmm. uh, timing. So I think that's gonna be, you know, very fun to watch. And speaking of fun, there was another couple who had their little bubble of fun. I mean, not just one. You wanna say something about that? Yes. Um. So Maggie and Winston, I think they're super cute. I love them. I definitely think oh. they're. Um. I I feel like they're soulmates. Um. I I thought they were super cute. I'm happy to see Maggie in in a in a relationship like that because I I never really got behind any of her other pairings. I just mm-hmm. wasn't into them. Um, I thought they were super cute. Um, I loved all the sweet things he did for her. Um, I love the tent. Um, mm. I loved their conversation where she like you know the I love you didn't freak me. The misunderstanding about the I love you didn't freak her out as much as she thought it would. Um, I love that they that established that there's communication between Winston and her family. So we see a similar thing with Amelia Link, Maggie Winston, and also kind of Meredith and Hayes, where you've kind of got all the sisters and everybody yeah. and their partners kind of on it on the same team. And you know, I I have a hard time picturing that kind of a situation with all those people's past partners. You know what I mean? 
even yes, if people yes, like Derek Owen, because there was always some issue or another, they were being a jerk about something. Um, so <laughs> that made my heart very happy. And um, I thought it was very cute. Um, I liked Emilia and Link. Um, I thought there were some cute scenes with the kids. Um, yeah. But uh, like like you were saying um, uh, before we started recording, um, they, it felt like they, because of, maybe because of the COVID restrictions, um, Emilia and Link kind of lost uh, some of their chemistry. This yeah, it was like it was it was like they knew that they couldn't get too close. And can I say something about that? I thought that it was very strange that there was not a kiss because on Station Nineteen, actually, there was a kiss between Andy and Sullivan. A kiss. Yeah, but I'm not sure that was filmed like before COVID, so I don't, I don't know. So if you saw Station Nineteen, you saw that there was a kiss between Andy and Sullivan. So why this wasn't possible? Why wasn't this possible for Great Anatomy? I'm wondering if that was filmed um, before COVID hit, though, because um, like it, because because the what everyone's wearing in those scenes seemed to match up for me with you know the footage we saw from the season uh, last season of uh, Station 19. But it's not possible that it was filmed before because when he woke up, when Sullivan woke up from surgery, and he wasn't there, so it's not possible. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So I I don't know. That's kind of. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I, I agree with you. There was like a lack of chemistry between the two of them. Yeah. Like okay. like they were aware they, they couldn't touch each other. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Um, uh, so do you want to touch um, briefly on kind of the Levi and Nico situation? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to say that Nico is a terrible boyfriend. Yeah. He's a very manipulative boyfriend. I mean, I'm all for stress relief. That's okay. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, and I think that was really racy for the show. You know, also yeah. the media link scene in bed, the two of them in bed together. That was very, they yeah. had to be creative about <laughs> the sex part. Yeah. So, uh, Great. But I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I hope, I really, really hope that Levi, Levi gets is the love of his life, and it's not Nico. Yeah, no, no, there, no, no, it can be Nico. There are no redeeming qualities about him. He's yeah, he's, no. he's, he's really really bad. That ship is sailing me too. Um, yeah. So do you want to call? Sorry. No, I was saying that the other couple that <laughs> right now is oh my god. Oh yeah. Of course, Owen, Owen and Teddy, and. I'm going to say, I mean, I could talk about the two of them for hours, but I won't. And I'm going to say that they played a big role in the second, especially in the second episode of the, uh, episode of the premiere. I thought they had beautiful scenes together. I mean, the scene in, where, what I loved about this storyline is the fact that Owen gave Teddy the opportunity to confess. Yes. The scene where he says, are you sure you don't have to tell me anything? Mm -hmm. I trust you. You're my best friend. I love you. You can tell me anything. I mean, he gave her that choice. Multiple she, times. He does it twice. Multiple times. He does it twice. And she decided not to. Yeah. And that is that was heartbreaking. So mm -hmm. I, I know people are against Owen, but I, I can't be against Owen. I'm on Owen's side. I mean, I get Teddy as well. I get why she did what she did. It was just, as she said, she, she sabotaged herself. So I get that. But I also get why Owen does want to listen because yep. he gave her the chance to come clean. Yep. And I think that hurts a lot. And I think another important thing is when he says, when he confronts, I mean, she, they confront each other in the parking lot and he says, it's not, you, you didn't say that you love me. You didn't say that you love your family. You said, I'm marrying Owen like he was fated. Like you can, you can escape, like it's a prison, like, like it's this idea that you've built during all these years and now you want to let go, but you don't seem able to let go of it. And I think that is an interesting point and an interesting insight about Owen's feelings. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see where they go with this storyline. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Do you have anything to say about that? Um, 
yeah, I, I guess my 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 quick thoughts on it are that um, I was totally on Teddy's side last season because I'm not an Owen fan. And I thought after the way he treated Christina, Beth, and Amelia, he kind of deserved to get a taste of his own medicine. I wasn't, I was like, well, you cheated on Christina and you were horrible to her. Well, but, but can I say something? Okay, mm -hmm. he, he says, I hated Christina when I cheated on her. And that's true. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that he was right, but he was human. Christina had an abortion and that was devastating for Owen. Yeah. So, I'm, I, of course, Christina was right to get an abortion because she didn't want a child. Of course, I'm totally on her side. But on the other hand, there was this man who was devastated and who anyway loved Christina so much that he continued in staying this relationship. So I think we should cut some slack to the poor Owen. I'm sorry to defend him. I mean, people are going to think, I mean, are going to go against me. But that's what I think about him. He was hurt and he's hurt right now. Yeah, I... I, I will say this for the storyline that I, I usually don't feel sympathy for Owen because I don't like, I'm not a big fan of his character, but the premiere um, made me feel sympathetic for Owen, which is no small feat for me. That's an act of, it's a miracle. Um, so like I was completely on Teddy's side last season. I, I, did, I wasn't really feeling Owen's side. I like Teddy and Tom together. I totally got it. This episode completely changed that for me. I was 100% on Owen's side. I was like, Teddy, how dare you? He gave you multiple opportunities to come clean. You chose not to. Um, which, and I will say this, um, Christina and Amelia, when the opportunity arose, not with cheating, but with when stuff went down, when they give, they were given the opportunity to come clean, to say stuff, both them and Owen did, did come clean. Like they did, they kind of put their cards on the table. So the fact that Teddy wasn't willing to do that shocked me. And, um, I, I always thought, not always, but I, you know, I, I they kind of always had this vibe to them that at some point Teddy and, and Owen were going to get together for real and ride off into the sunset. And after this episode or these episodes, I I'm like, nope, I, I don't think that's I don't think that's happening. I, I don't think I don't know if there's any way to reconcile what she did or the way she behaved. And I'm like, I don't blame Owen for him being like, mm -hmm. yeah, nope, I'm out. And uh, yeah, that, that those are um, those are my feelings yeah. about it. Um, well, I think they're gonna find their way back to each other, but I think it's gonna be a really painful road. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, okay, okay, I'm gonna ask you now a question that we're gonna do each in each episode of our podcast. We're gonna say our favorite quotes. Okay. So, what what was your favorite quote, Jasmine? Um, my favorite quote was the one where Owen is walking through the ER and he's on the phone to his mom um, and she's having a hard time getting Owen, no, sorry, Leo to eat his vegetables. And yes. so yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. he says to her, um, you know, you know, you got to pretend that the carrots or the brother or sister of you know, the broccoli or the brother or sister of the carrots already in his stomach. Yeah. And he has to reunite them. And then he sings. He's like, I, I can't do it in his voice, but he's like, please reunite me. And like, that was <laughs> horrifying and hilarious. Um, yeah, that was. Yeah, I think that, that was, was my fun. favorite quote. Yeah, yeah. Well, my favorite quote was from Bailey. Uh, she was waiting for the second second ambulance to arrive, and this ambulance didn't arrive yet. So she said to Richard, I think, uh, what did they do? Stop for frozen yogurt? <laughs> yeah. I, I think that was really funny. I mean, there were lots of great quotes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was very funny. I want to say one last thing about these two episodes that I love them. I loved the season premiere. I think it was a strong start to the season. I also think that, you know, because of COVID, sometimes the pacing falls a little off, also with the acting, with the masks on. But I think that it was a very strong episode and I applaud them and Krista Veronoff and Pompeo and all the amazing cast and crew to, to have, I thank them because they have given us two hours of escape, of light and fun that we needed so much. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I also want to give a special shout out to like the editors, the people that edit the footage together for this show, because I was expecting it to be with the flashbacks, very choppy and with the COVID restrictions, I was expecting 
these gemstones maybe not to be the best to be a little bit choppy because of that and um i i felt the editing was seamless i thought they did a really yeah. good job of it they were given a very difficult situation they had the majority of one episode filmed from last season some footage from station 19 new stuff that they had filmed there were tons of restrictions and they had to edit all of that together in a way that made cohesive sense and yeah they did a beautiful job um yeah they yeah and i have to say that i'm pretty sure that that that, that last scene between owen and teddy uh, which was set in the present timeline I think it was shot in the past. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that he says a few a few weeks have passed, but I think it was um, that he dubbed himself because nobody wears masks in that scene, and that's very strange. So oh, I yeah. think that scene. I think that is, yeah, yeah. that that the scene was filmed before. But yeah, I agree with you. I applaud the editors as well. All right, everyone. Um, well, that's our show. Um, if you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe, like, rate, and review our show and tell your friends. Uh, our theme song is inspired by Kevin McCloyd. You can find us on Twitter at Dance It Out Pod. Uh, that's D-A-N-C-E-I-T-O-U-T-P-O-D. And on Instagram at Dance It Out Great Anatomy. That's D-N, sorry, D-A-N-C-E-I-T-O-U-T-G-R-E-S-A-N-A-T-O-M-Y. Uh, and until next time, I'm Jasmine. And I'm Giuseppe. And this is Dance It Out. A Grey's Anatomy podcast.